as destroyers. You bring an infection. You have come to a world without hate, without fear, without conflict. No war, no disease, no crime. None of the ancient evils. Landrew seeks tranquility, peace for all, the universal good. The good must transcend the evil. It shall be done. So it has been since the beginning. It will be absorbed. Whoa, Buster. Look who's got something to say. <laughs> I'm mom, and I want to shoot down everything you say so I feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's ragging on the old lady. Hey, hey, hey. I'm an uptight <laughs> Buster! <laughs> you old horny slut! Well, no one's gonna top that. They ain't over yet. Good morning, America. Screw you. <laughs> rabbi, rabbi. That is not, that's not a way to start a day. The rabbi's in a mood today. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that, Rabbi Dave? Ugh. So, without getting too personal here, because i got to be careful. <laughs> when you're a single man about town, and you're yeah. like me, very regimented. Mm -hmm. So to me, if I say I'm going to be somewhere at eight o'clock, that means I'm going to be there at seven thirty. Yeah. Write okay. this down in stone. If I am late to something, it's because it's on purpose. I am never accidentally late to anything ever. Being if it's single, right? It's it's uh, it's not you. It could be someone else's fault that you're late. It is not my nature to be late, ever. This, but I, it's not your nature. I have yeah. yelled at my own mother for being late. So that okay. said, I'm running very late today. Yeah, and, and I may yet have to leave again for the same reason. And this. Annoys me. Well, if, if we have to cut it short and you need to leave, you will go with the friar's blessing. At any rate, that's why <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. Well, that and some other things as well, because, you know. But I am lucky to be here, as I was almost decapitated on Friday. Really? You're going to have to tell me about that story. It took Ben to the beat. I think I told you a couple weeks ago that Ben wants an electric bike. Mm-hmm. So I hit on this idea. Why don't we go to the beach, rent electric bikes, see if he actually likes it before mm -hmm. we go out and spend $2,000 on an yeah. electric bike, which was a good plan and worked out well because we actually learned a few things about buying electric bikes from someone who wasn't trying to sell us one. Does that yeah. make sense? That so does. now we know things that we didn't know before. But we rented the electric bikes, which. They give you some warnings, okay? Stay on yeah. the hard sand. Watch out for cars, because cars... Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention. And then almost as an afterthought, she said, oh, yeah, also watch out for kite strings, because people like to fly kites on the beach. 
Sure. Well, I guess, but they're not I supposed guess. to fly them across the road because that's where the cars go. Mm-hmm. So naturally, Ben and I head off on the bikes, and we're cruising down the, the beach. Ocean shores, if you want to look at it on a map. Sure. And um, we decide, well, it's time to head back. And Ben, of course, is already nervous because he thinks I'm going to crash anyway. <laughs> and he's very concerned about his dad. So we get about halfway back, and sure enough, there's a guy with his son flying a kite across the road. Great. Ben manages to avoid them. The guy sees me, and he immediately puts the string down on the ground. Cool. I made eye contact with him. I slowed down. We did all the right things. Yeah. And then he did this to me. He motioned you forward. Except that his son thought that that meant, oh, throw the kite in the air again. <laughs> so I had about a second and a half before the string basically garroted me. And I'm trying desperately to move my head, grab with one hand, something. Yeah. But of course, none of this worked. Did you ditch the bike? I went down. Went down. Uh, which wasn't even the worst injury of the bike of the day. The worst injury of the bike of the day was the bike seat was not designed for human use. Okay. <laughs> and because the beach is pretty rough, it was rubbing sure. in areas that don't normally get oh, yeah, yeah. that kind of attention. And so, yes, I have blisters where I should not have them. Okay. The bike seat. Yeah. That's enough to make you grouchy the next day, even. That could that, be part of it, Dave. That and being late, which I hate being late <laughs> cannot express this to you enough and, and i knew last night i texted rob last night i said mm -hmm. so there's a hitch in the giddy up there's a monkey in the wrench <laughs> and then i said to myself but there's no way i won't be ready before 8 8 15 at the latest yeah and as soon as i said that i felt the cold icy hand of fate on my back and said mm -hmm. and it said <laughs> there's no way in hell that you will make that. And I said, of course I will. Why wouldn't I? It's only eight minutes away. He said. He said foolishly. <laughs> so that's how my day is going. Fortunately, I have coffee. So have good so, coffee. So you're late this morning because of a kite string in your plan. Yes, but that's a good way to put it, a kite string in your plan. Yeah. Because when you're not a single guy anymore, even if you live like a regimented schedule, and yeah. I do, even though I There's, pretend I don't. You don't control the kite strings, man. You don't, don't control, control the kite strings. And some idiots over there going, oh, go ahead, raise it up with their hand gestures. Come on through. <laughs> You know what I learned by that? Sand is hard. Yeah, it's well, especially harder. on the road sand because yeah. everything's compacted, right? It's got rocks in it and crap. And... Yeah. But the good news is, or the bad news, depending on how you want to look at this, Ben really liked riding the electric bike. Sure. Fast. I mean, he had it up to the highest speed system. Oh, of course. And... So I guess now we're going to have to go buy an electric bike, which oh. scares the crap out of me because this is not the beach. No. This would be the streets. And I don't know if I want my 13-year-old kid screaming down Silverdale Way 
with the I mean, people uh, around here who come on, drive. Dave, how many stupid things did you do at 13? <laughs> I can, well, I can tell you what I did. It was did. different back then. Yeah. Number one, we didn't have electric bikes. We had bikes you had to pedal. And so we had this natural <laughs> built-in barrier about you only go as far as you can pedal back. Yeah. Which I guess would apply to an electric bike, too. You only go as far as you can pedal back. But keep in mind, we live at the top of the ridge. Sure. So I live, believe it or not, <clears throat> at 387 feet of altitude. Mm-hmm. Whereas Silverdale is at zero feet of altitude, 2.8 miles away. That's a that's a good climb. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to pedal a heavy electric bike. Oh, yeah. So I said to Cammy, I said, you know, the call that's got you know we're going to get the call saying, Dad, my battery's dead. Can you come get me? Because <laughs> they don't, yeah, those batteries shut off at like 10%. Oh, God, they don't. They're, they're terrible. I don't they, know how yeah. to get away with that. I was at three on the battery power. Three. Mm-hmm. It's three of five. And it died. I'm like, yeah. now I got to pedal this thing all the way back to the store to get a new battery? I said, yeah, my, uh, my cheeks are hurting. I'm not doing that, so. My wife did. <laughs> but I guess that's better than the call that's, you know, hey, you need to come to the hospital. So Yeah. I don't I'm I'm very nervous about this. I really am. I I can't even express to you how difficult this is for me to let go. Yeah. That's it's gonna be a, a challenge. Uh you know, we've got a there's a number of people, a number of friends and coworkers that have that have e bikes and love them. But I don't know that any of them have bought some for their children. I can see what there is to like about them. Because yeah. you still paddle. Mm-hmm. It's just geared weird so it, it takes off when you're when you're pedaling. Yeah. I can see where that would be. And my Apple Watch kept saying, Do you want me to record this outdoor bike ride that you're on? <laughs> I thought, well, I guess so, but I'm not going to ride for more than 10 minutes at a time, so yeah, have a ball with it. But there you go. So we went to Ocean Shores for Ben's late birthday trip. I got sunburned, as you can probably see. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, we were going to come. We were going to take our time getting back, but then Ben started melting down. No, I want to go home. Okay, so I'm like, I don't really want to go because it's 2 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. nominally a two-hour drive home, but you've got I-5 traffic, uh-huh. Tacoma Bridge traffic, Gig Harbor traffic, or you could go the other way, in which case you run into Belfair traffic, Shelton traffic, and Bremerton traffic, all of which are, they're not, I mean, it's this isn't Bay Area stuff. Sure. Well, I-5 is in Tacoma. Yeah. But the rest of it is, it's just that, it's just enough to annoy you because you want to be somewhere at a set time and you can't get there at a set time. Yeah. Just enough to do that. But just you know enough much... to throw a kite string in your plan. All right. But we had no traffic, which was weird because it hmm. was a Friday afternoon. So yesterday? Yesterday was Saturday. Yesterday. Day before yesterday. Okay. Did I say yesterday? No, I thought it was yesterday. But at any rate. So we made it home real quick, and Ben immediately went to play with his friends on the computer, completely forgetting about being outside the e-bike. Sure. And demanding that I go get him pizza. <laughs> None of which has anything to do with what we're talking about today. But... 13-year-old privilege there, Dave. No kidding. 
That's the way it goes. So we've been talking a lot of AI of late, as has everyone. Sure. Have you been using it at all? Uh, not recently, but I do use it, yes. What do you use it for? I've used it to create PowerShell scripts for work. So for like I needed to do X, Y, and Z thing on the computer, and I asked, okay, write me a PowerShell script that can do X, so Y, and Z. So isn't that just programming? Uh, it's, it's yeah, scripting in a way, but it's not 100%. You've got to take a look at it and what did it do, and then you iterate through, or you try the code and it doesn't work like it's supposed well, see, to. That's so you have the to thing. Iterate through. That's the thing I'm finding with AI. I, I saw yeah. a post yesterday that it's getting math problems wrong. Mm -hmm. significant numbers of math problems, Rock. And I thought, how in the world could that possibly be? But apparently it is. And so as a historian, I started fiddling with it the other day, and I asked mm -hmm. it about a, a certain person who had been vice president of the United States, and it, it spit out, I don't know, 2,000 words about this guy? Mm -hmm. Absolutely none of which were correct. And I was like, wait. What sources is it using? Is it just making shit up? Because there's no way that yeah. anybody with even a cursory understanding of things would have come up with this. I don't know what it's using for its sources. Well, and that's I think that's part of the problem is that it's it's this you're, we're training AI on things and, and on the internet and you know, the internet you've got to take with a, a, a grain of salt because it's, even even wikipedia you can't use for sources in your schoolwork no. they won't can, allow it but you can use the footnotes from wikipedia which is something that i recommend yeah. is that yeah. don't just you go and use you, use you the, get the actual sites go to the, sources, go to the right. sites and sort material right. it's yeah, a good you starting can use that. point that's what i tell people all the time it's a good yeah. starting point but you got to yeah. read those footnotes well so ai is the same way it's a good starting point but you can't just trust everything it tells you yeah but rod i'm not talking about a misunderstanding. I'm talking mm -hmm. about flat out wrong information. Which I'm one did you use? Chat GPT or whatever it was. Okay. The the, the free one. Because it'd I'm be cheap. interesting. Bard. Well, Google's Bard is free as well. Okay. So you have to try that one to see if the same material comes up. Well, what I said to it, I, I actually typed into the thing. I'm I'm sorry, but that's completely wrong. Mm -hmm. That's what I typed. I'm sorry, that's completely wrong. Enter, and it said, I'm sorry, you're absolutely correct. Let me get you the correct information. And it did. Okay. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, so your training, that's part of the training. This is why they open it up, because it has to learn what's correct and what's not, and the responses that you get. Right. But, but we're talking about information that's 300 years old. Mm-hmm. How does it get it wrong? That's that's the part that I can't get my head around. This isn't me saying, hey, Rod, sure. tell me about this person who was born in 1748 and well, died in 1812. So here's the thing. How many people do you suppose actually put queries into ChatGPT to try and get historical information out? Well, I'm told that students everywhere are doing this because they're having the ChatGPT write their term papers for them. Well, of which course. Which is crazy, yeah, but why would you do that? But, well, yeah. You do it at a paragraph at a time, then you can kind of correct it. But where, see, I just, I keep coming, I'm sorry, I keep coming, I'm, I'm, obsessed, I'm obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. Where does it get not just wrong information, not just an error in, in one date or something. I'm talking about, it's like it's talking about a completely different person. Wrong. Hmm. I mean, it's like, 
it's like it came up with the biography of Dan Quayle. Well, it's, instead it's of possible that it's just used to doing fictional, uh, fictitious responses for most people. I don't so know. Now I'm going to have to play with that. I'm going to have to start writing fictitious story. Tell me a fictitious, fictional story about this person, mm-hmm. and then compare it to an actual biography and see what happens. Yeah. Anyway, it's got me concerned because there are some effects of AI that are starting to percolate like wonderful coffee in a in a stovetop percolator to me. Yeah. That have me wondering about some things that I want to talk about. Okay. This is not our normal show. This is not our normal ha 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 everything's funny. Well, you know, so, you know kind it's of like thing. the like the kite string of destiny, Dave. Right. We're we're being pulled in a different direction. Right. Here we go. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this is our theology class today. Now, yeah. for those of you who have not kept up with the show, and I assume that there's some, I don't know who, but there yeah. might be some newbies out there, some noobs. I am Jewish. Yeah. Rod is Christian. Mm-hmm. We both hold doctorates in divinity. From yes. the Universal Life Church. Proudly. I am as ord- I am ordained as a rabbi. It's legit. I can do weddings. I have done weddings. I am. I am a pastor. A friar. And a friar, yeah. And a Jedi Knight, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, I, I got that certificate, too. All that said, we are both pretty serious about our faith. Yeah. Now, I am a convert to Judaism. I was not born into Judaism. I did go to seminary back in 1993. 1991 to 1993. Okay. And I did serve as a pastor for seven years. So we're not just talking off the top of our heads here. Sure. Okay. There are passages in the Christian Bible mm-hmm. that deal with prophecy. Yes. Now, I have to be very cautious about this word prophecy because I believe that there are 
two different meanings to the word prophecy. Okay. How do you define it? Well, so in the biblical sense, prophecy was the divine revelation uh, of the future, basically, God did through his prophets, typically, or the apostles in so, New Testament case. prophecy, in my experience, particularly as a Christian pastor when I was one, prophecy has to do with the future. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, there were many people who wanted me to teach, preach, talk about the book of Revelations. Yes. Which I consistently refused to do. And I had people that would get mad at me. It's a tough read. It's not even a tough read. It's... I'm going to say this. I don't mean this in an offensive way. It's nonsensical. Well... You're essentially looking at Inception here, the movie Inception. You're seeing someone's vision and every commentary, every sermon, every lectern is an interpretation of that vision. It is because the the person seeing these things, I mean, imagine if they had, if it was just 2000 years into the future that they were seeing and they were seeing things that they had no way to describe or understand a hundred years ago, we had just begun to fly. Mm -hmm. I watched us land on the moon. How would anybody in 1920, I mean, go back and read the the sci-fi popular science stuff, predictions for what the world will be like in 2000. And while there's some genesis there, yeah. there's not even. Star Trek, for the love of God, the first time my mother saw me with a cell phone, mm-hmm. a flip-up cell phone, because that's what Of course. She started laughing. And, of course, I had my cell phone set so that it did the Star Trek communicator sound every time I did that. The chirping sound. Right. But in 1967, did anybody really believe that that was ever going to be? Eh, Probably not. I think there were some people who believed it, some people who had the vision to look away. Mm -hmm. But how do you interpret that vision? How do you explain that to people? And this well, is look the problem. At, and, and look at how small the tricorder like screens were, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look how. And now we complain because it isn't big enough. Um, this is the problem, in my view, with the Book of Revelations. You're trying to take someone's vision mm-hmm. of something that they had no clue what was. They had no way of explaining it, no way of understanding. It. And you're putting interpretations on it mm-hmm. that represent. I'll just say it, your biases yeah, or my biases or whatever. That's not to say that there isn't anything worthwhile in the book of Revelation. That's not what I'm saying, nor in the book of Daniel or Ezekiel, Ezekiel's mm-hmm. vision of the chariots. I mean. The wheel within the wheel. Right. Is there anybody out there that doesn't think, <laughs> I mean, come on. Magic mushrooms, man. Magic mushrooms. Right. I mean, if God really wanted me to know what this meant, wouldn't he make it? Sensical? (laughs) That said, there are passages, particularly in the book of Revelations, which define things that in the 1960s and 70s, when I was growing up with the chick chick pamphlets, I don't know if you remember those or not. Yes, I do. (laughs) 
would be explained to us in great detail as, well, this means this. Mm-hmm. And I, even at 10 years of age, I was saying, how do you know that? Yeah. Where's the footnote on the Wikipedia page of Revelation saying, this is what this means, and this is the source of the material? There isn't one. Sorry, there just isn't. But now, we begin to see things differently, don't we? Mm-hmm. There is a particular passage in Revelations that I sent Rod yesterday, and I want your comment on this, about two witnesses who are opposed to the Antichrist. Yes. And everyone in the world knows who they are. 2,000 years ago, you say to yourself, how is that even possible? Well, they didn't have satellite TV. Exactly. Nowadays, perhaps you understand it. But they die. Mm Mm-hmm. They fall down dead. Three and a half days later, they come back to life. Yep. Does AI change how you view that passage at all? So you didn't give me that exact passage to to think about. So, um, but I am familiar with it. Um, as far as AI for that, that somehow they get reanimated, or, I mean, the Bible says brought back to life. So. Right, but, but again, we're talking about someone's vision here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something that someone sees. Does that make it real? Well, I mean... In the broader spectrum of things, could not AI have produced... This this deep fake, I, I don't like that phrase here, but... Prophecy. This prophecy, where they appear to die. Well, you know, birds out. aren't real, Dave, and, and we live in a simulation, so... <laughs> I suppose I, I suppose that it, it could have. I mean, it's it's something that it could have done. They jacked them into the, to the cosmic AI, and that's what right. you got out of it. We see things on television all the time now that sure. I have no idea if they're real or not. Mm-hmm. I went and saw the Dial of Destiny, Temple of Doom, or Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. And the first probably 30 minutes of that film, it's Harrison Ford on the screen. But it's Harrison Ford 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's real. They de-aged him. Yeah, but you know how they did it? They took the other four movies where he's younger mm-hmm. and yeah. white dotted them and basically picked portions where he's making the same motions and same words. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. Just 40 years ago. They did the same thing for Mark Hamill and the, the Mandalorian when he came back as Luke Skywalker. Although they got someone who looks similar to be younger right. Right. and then they put Mark Hamill's face from all the various movies and even and even news articles and basically when he was on TV talking about Star Wars, they grabbed clips of his face from that too. So is it implausible then that this vision could have been or could be a vision of an AI presentation, a deep fake presentation, especially in the era of the internet, keeping in mind that these two witnesses Mm -hmm. are diametrically opposed to the Antichrist. Sure. 
which I mean, Jesus, turn on the internet, folks. That's yeah. that's all it is. You're either pro-government or anti-government, right? Yeah. Someone gets their account whacked. Three days later, they come back because they're off. They're off suspension. Yeah. <laughs> so you're no, I saw that got, happen this week. They, they got I saw that happen. <laughs> we Twitter has gotten to this thing now where they're they're monetizing. You can sell subscriptions. Yes. I want to be clear, and I want to say this unequivocally, I will never, ever charge for any show that I'm producing or on. Mm-hmm. It may be possible that I will appear on another show that you have to pay for, but I have no control over that. I do not believe in charging. That said, you want to send me a donation for the show? Have at it. There's links on my page. Coffee? I, I, yeah, coffee. I'm all for it. But... <laughs> But I don't believe in charge everything. But Twitter now is this thing where you subscribe. But they also have this thing where, so you have a bunch of subscribers, but one person accuses you of something politically incorrect, an opinion they don't like, they get your account canceled. And you get suspended. I watched this happen to a guy this week. Lost all of his subscribers. Twitter acknowledge oops you're right it was a mistake we shouldn't have done that they brought his count back to life what <laughs> but he didn't get his subscribers back dang so is it conceivable is there some element of this that says maybe what this guy was seeing wasn't real I, you're talking about one of one uh, of the disciples in ancient times right. having these visions. Okay, take it out of that and let's go to Ezekiel then. Since yeah. is it possible that what Ezekiel saw was just so crazy to him that he had no frame of reference to describe it? Yeah, but that it maybe was just a video being played somewhere. That can be. I mean, it's, it's quite possible. AI. I mean, I, I got a little program on my phone where I could say, okay, draw me so a chariot. Are, are you suggesting wings. God is AI? Not suggesting that. Because that brings a whole different yeah, question. It does seem like there's some, some funkiness here, doesn't there? Again, well, I'm Jewish. I come from a different perspective than Rod does. Mm-hmm. We do not see prophecy as eschatology. We do not see prophecy as predicting the future. Okay. Okay. We see prophecy as the word of the Lord coming to people. So Jonah is mm-hmm. a prophet. But is he a true prophet or a false prophet? What did Jonah prophesy? Well, 40, days, talk- and Nin- 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Yeah. What's the test of a prophet? whether or not his word comes to pass or not. Was Nineveh overthrown in 40 days? No, because they they turned away from their wicked ways. Okay, but what was the prophecy? See why prophecy isn't eschatology? It isn't predicting the future? Sure. Okay. I can see that. Okay. In the same way that Moses is a prophet, Joshua is a prophet, Hezekiah is a prophet. Damn. To us, it's not, it's not eschatological. It's not mm-hmm. telling you what's going to happen in the future. It's telling you what the Lord is saying right now. 
which is why things like Ezekiel's vision are so bizarre to us. Yeah. I've talked in the past about the Valley of the Dry Bones. Is it possible that Ezekiel actually stood in that valley and saw the bones reanimate? It's possible. Or he was shown a video. Or he could have been shown an AI. Or Yeah. Because you could do that now. And you could have people. You could have I've seen people post stuff on Twitter today about Henry Kissinger. Yeah. That turned out to be fake. But people are like, is this real? Did Kissinger really say this? But at least they're asking that question. And this is yeah. this is what I'm driving at. So what portion did I actually send you? Because I don't remember. You didn't send me a you oh. didn't send me a verse. <laughs> what did I say? You said Does your understanding of AI and its uses affect how you read the book of Revelations? That's what I said. And you yes. said I have already ideas about that. I'll find yeah. the verse. Okay, so did you find was, the verse? Well, so yeah, there was there's a section so in context Back in the late 80s, early 90s, I read a, I read a lot of Hal Lindsey, you know, the late great planet right. Earth. and Which, again, is an, in my opinion, is an interpretation of a vision. It is. It is. It is. And one of those interpretations is that the beast could actually be an AI that okay. is alive and, and is worshipped because of how smart and godlike it is. Which I could see. And, of course, he probably yeah. didn't see it as AI. He probably saw it as a computer. It was, yeah, he's, I think it was seen as a computer. Right. Which, I mean, again, this is, these are Star Trek plots. Mm-hmm. Landru. <laughs> the computer Landru that runs an entire society, which is perfect and safe. Except they have to have that safety valve pop off every yeah. six months or so. I don't well, know. Well, Dave. I, yeah. How 6,000, was it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how 9,000 computer. Yeah. Which isn't quite godlike because you can rip its brain out mm-hmm. and it will sing to you. Daisy, Daisy. But that's a good example of machine learning because that's how they taught it mm-hmm. to become essentially sentient. Was they started with the with the elementary education and they built on that and they built on that. And eventually you had a computer that was almost sentient and yeah. basically homicidal because they messed with it so much that it went crazy. <laughs> Sounds kind of like where you're at right now, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I keep looking at this, and I keep coming back to the because because I was raised in Christianity, mm-hmm. which sees prophecy as absolute and irrefutable and unchangeable, and future issues. Whereas in mm-hmm. Judaism, we don't see it that way. We don't we don't accept that. Well, and, and, and realistically, the, the only the only thing from a Christian perspective, you can't, you don't know if the prophecy is true until after it's come to pass. So, right. I mean, it's for all the foreshadowing that we get, and we you no don't, clue. and you don't even know because again, you're seeing an interpretation of a vision, <laughs> which the vision might be completely, and and you're you're seeing an interpretation of a vision that was written in a completely different language and has been translated. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Where you're at in this. I mean, this is this is what I run into with Hebrew all the time, is that there are words in the in the Bible that I've read my entire life that I had no idea what meant. Because in English you get a certain connotation and a certain and in Hebrew it don't mean that. Huh. Same is true in Greek. I mean, you get you'll find that particularly and this is one of my soapboxes, sorry, I don't mean to yeah. get on this and offend anybody, but if you're offended, it's the word 
There's a, there's a phrase for it. What is it? Oh yeah. Tough shit. Um, <laughs> if you're one of these people that the 1611 King James version Bible is the only Bible, there's no others. You're, you're, you're crazy. Okay. I, I get it. It's a beautiful piece of English language literature, but I guarantee you, if I handed you an original 1611 King James version Bible, you couldn't read it. So yeah. don't tell me that it's the only Bible out there. It's just, it's, it's just a translation. That's all it's, it is. It's not an easy read either. Anyway. No, it's not. But <laughs> neither is Hebrew, so <laughs> it's not true. So I guess where I'm left with all this is is it possible that the ancients did have these visions? God showed them the future. Uh-huh. And and just showed it to them. He wasn't trying to tell them this is what's gonna be. Here's the future. This is yeah. what it looks like. And they saw things that they had no means of, I mean, how do you describe an airplane? A, a car. I mean. A car. The closest thing would be a chariot, which they do talk about. In, uh, in, the, in the Dial of Destiny, they describe airplanes as dragons. So, okay. Not, not a spoiler there, but, but, but you get the idea. I mean, how do you describe these things? And then you, throw, then you factor in the AI X, X element of it, and now you're into all kinds of questions. Does it change? My question for you is, does a modern understanding of AI affect your view of biblical prophecy slash eschatology? Does it change how you read any of that? Uh, I don't know that it changes how I read it. It's just more of a, I guess, informing. It's just another option or, or possibility. Will it change it in the future? As AI continues to grow, as AI continues to learn. And one of the things it's going to learn, Rod, is undoubtedly scriptures. Sure. And adapt itself to fit those, right? Mm-hmm. Could be. Where does this end up is what I'm... <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, and what some, if the two witnesses it, were were... Two guys who were just saying, "Don't believe what you see on the internet." Yeah, it it's a it ends up being a an episode of Dark Mirror <laughs> or Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? WTF at whatthefrock.org is the email address. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
welcome back to What the Frog Dave. Yes, and when we say welcome back, we mean welcome back. Yes. The kite string of destiny got in the way, and, and Dave had to go, and but he didn't have to go. And, but then I didn't have to go. No. And then I did, and then I didn't. And then I so, had to so go, being this not that and then being the salty sailor you are dave how many how many times have you cussed today (laughs) (laughs) well dave you know science is here to help you out because a mathematician has created an entirely new curse word based on a list of 186 offensive terms she said it's the world's ultimate swear word so dave are you prepared to add this word to your list okay So the researcher fed a, a list of popular bad words to a computer model, which then found the supreme word model? begins An AI with model? a B. It's probably machine learning AI, yeah. So it starts with a B. It has four letters and ends with an E-R. The word, Dave, that you need to add to your salty sailor swear word list is banger. B-A-N-G-E-R. That is the ultimate word. Science says it is the ultimate swear word. Now, there's another word that it came up with. When when they ran with no inputs, so they didn't give the AI model any inputs, it came up with the word ditwat, D-I-T-W-A-T. I, I like that one better, like ditwat. Don't be such a ditwat. Anyway, so what we got so, here is a scientist who had a vision... And the vision was fed into a computer, and now we're trying to interpret what they said. Yeah. Are you serious? Seriously, Rod? (laughs) Fucking trying to tell me that banger is better than fuck? (laughs) It is. I I, I don't think it's as pleasing to say. Ditwad is better than shit. (laughs) Science, Dave, man. Are you going to refute science? (laughs) Well, isn't that what the visions did? I mean, people don't come back to life after three and a half days, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dead 47-year-old Arizona woman has inaugurated the 2023 season, my favorite sports season of the entire calendar year. It's not baseball, okay. which I know is weird. It's not even football, which is even weirder. My favorite sports season of the year, Mm -hmm. the Yellowstone Tourist Toss. Okay. When the Yellowstone Tourons, or could we say banging ditwads, show up. (laughs) Banger ditwads. And they they get out of their cars, and they get close to the bison. (laughs) And the bison don't like that. And the bison are much faster than people. (laughs) And this 47-year-old woman who went to Yellowstone at the behest of her boyfriend because he wanted to ask her to marry him (laughs) in a romantic environment. So they went to the uh, Yellowstone, which is great. I'm all for that. But then they played the Turons and got out of their cars and walked near the bison and with thundering applause 
The Bison inaugurated the 2023 tourist toss season by throwing the 47-year-old woman several feet with a nice goring injury. She had to be to airlifted. Which, to which she exclaimed, Banger! As she was flying through the air. And the people standing around went, What a dead wad. <laughs> the woman was life flighted to Eastern Idaho Medical Center after suffering significant injuries to her chest and abdomen. Ugh. She took that front face forward then. Yes, she did. Uh, the attack happened near the Lake Lodge cabins on the north shore of Lake L Yellowstone. The woman was walking with another person in the field who would turn out to be her. Mm -hmm. Not going to be her fiancé now, because before he could kneel down and ask her, the bison said, hmm, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> Says they turned and started to walk away, but one of the animals charged and gored the woman. Now, if they were walking away, how did they get her in the chest? I'm thinking she turned around to stop? I don't know. Like Lot's wife? Yeah, I guess. Or was that yeah. a vision? Anyway, it's the first reported bison attack, bison attack of 2023. It was, the season was off and running well, and this pleases me greatly. It's almost as good as cocaine-eating sharks, but yeah, know, that's, there's, something that's close. About, there's something about bison attacking people who are stupid enough to get out of their cars. Because there's no way you could AI. Maybe she had a, a snack in her pocket or something it wanted. Well, he had a diamond ring. We know that. Yeah, well. But she got a life flight to Eastern Idaho. Yeah, well, there you go. Or maybe it was all AI and we don't know. Perhaps <laughs> the whole thing was just made up. But either way, it's the kind of thing that makes me happily say... Banger! <laughs> WTF? I'm Dave. I'm Rod. Welcome back to a very unreal episode of What the Frock. Yeah. A spider up on my thing. So. I was wondering, are you just waving at me or something? Yes, I, wasn't I was not sure. Raise the string. Yeah. <laughs> the kite string of destiny. It's been a strange show. I mean, it, it has been. Not only did we get a much later than anticipated start, but then we had an interruption in the middle, and mm -hmm. then it turned out not to be an interruption. Not but you got back. coffee out of that. It did. 
it's kind of like uh, kind of like a buffalo toss. It interrupted yeah. the it interrupted the what do they call that engagement? I guess. What do they I call guess that? The, the 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 planned proposal. The plan the proposal. I guess. Yeah. Which you will be happy to know. In a follow up to the to the WTF story that I had. Mm-hmm. You'll be happy to know that in the hospital in Idaho, where she is laying in critical condition, yeah, she's happy now because her boyfriend proposed to her in the hospital, and she well, said yes. <laughs> Was that before or after she screamed "dit what" or "banger"? Can we say that? Uh-huh. The FCC get well. It's a podcast, so they don't care. They don't. It's give science. A fuck. They're not going to. They're not going to refute science. Well, come on. Are they science denying now? Probably. <laughs> What happens when AI starts denying science? We start seeing things on AI that we know are not possible. Physical mm-hmm. laws are being broken, but we're seeing it with our own eyes. Yeah. Then what? L- like UFOs. You know, if UFOs are all this that they're made up to be, why haven't they conquered us yet? I don't know. I mean, seriously, if you've conquered interstellar travel, because there's no other planets around here that have life on. The closest one is four billion, four light years away. And that we, and we don't even know if life is there. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about beings that supposedly have managed to travel interstellar difference distances with warp or, speed. Even or inter, interdimensional, right? God. Okay, let's say you've mastered that. Is anything on Earth going to stop you from conquering and enslaving us? No. Which, of course, is the whole point of uh, Stargate. But we're we're their ant farm, Dave. (laughs) See, I've heard that (laughs) argument before, but how do we treat ant farms? We pour boiling molten aluminum down them to to make casts of their stuff. Well, so? With magnifying glasses. Come on, Dave. People have been abducted and probed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is there an AI sex robot yet that can probe you? An, an AI alien that can probe your ditwad. That's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> See, that's where we should just end it. That's where I should just say, and on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. And I'm Friar Rod. But somehow or another, I'm just not ready to do that yet. This no, morning. no. We're dragging this out. I'm in such a mood that I'm like, <laughs> you know what? If I have to suffer, everybody should have to suffer with my vision of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically me and giant red face and crazy hair. But I've got coffee. So you're not going to kill anybody? Well, I don't know. Day's not day's not done yet. Well, trash isn't out yet, right? Well, don't even get me started on that, because <laughs> that happened this week. <sighs> ben has chores. Right? Get the trash out. Did he get it? Nope. He didn't do it. Of course, who gets yelled at for Ben not taking the trash out? Not Cammy. Anyway. That's the way my day's gone. Hopefully your day has gone better. Hopefully your day is... Yeah. Is weird, and if you start having visions of stuff, let me know because I want to know how much AI affects this. I'm yeah. I'm 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 intrigued by what we talked about. I really am because now yeah. 
you know, in the 1960s, 1970s, with the, in the era of the chick pamphlet and all that crap, you know, people just made assumptions. Oh, this means mm-hmm. this thing that John saw was a helicopter. Yeah. I think it was the I've locust heard that one. or something. But what if it was just a locust? What yeah. if it just was a giant grasshopper? With a man's face. With a man's face. Genetically spliced. Mm. Like the crabs off Japan that have evolved yeah. the, the samurai face. Have you seen that? That goes back yeah. to the cosmos. Yeah. Evolution does amazing things with enough time. Anyway, or 6,000 years. Or 6,000 years. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Because Okay, so now we're back to the UFOs again. If the universe is only 6,000 years old and they're 12,000 light years away, how the hell did they get here? <laughs> they should only be halfway here. Well, unless they were created in, in the process of going. Right. So now you've got a god that's making shit up. Sorry, bangers up as <laughs> as he goes along, right? Yeah. You got a ditwad god that's lying to you about how the laws of physics work. Which again goes back to AI again. Yeah. Do you see it? Do you believe it? Do you understand that that's not possible? <laughs> Do you ask the questions? We need to create the AI religion. Come on. I'm surprised there isn't one already. There's got to be. There's actually got to be. Please tell me how 9000 is our God. Please tell me that. <clears throat> well, I mean, there was in Planet of the Apes, right? Beneath the Planet of the Apes, didn't they worship the atomic bomb? The first church of artificial intelligence. Doctrines? Uh, I don't know. It's a Wired article. Hold on. Yeah, well, you know, you can get Wired for five bucks, so... I know that because they keep sending me a thing. Dave, please renew your subscription. Well, I would if you'd quit sending me your magazine and just give me online access. The engineer at the heart of Uber and Waymo lawsuit is serious about his AI religion. Hmm. Well, see, now, okay. how does that play into your book of revelations? There? The new, new religion of artificial intelligence is called Way of the Future. Uh, now, see, now we're, now we're back to eschatology instead of Waythefuture.church. There you go. And it's and it's a blog site. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been What the Frock? Finger dips. <laughs>